at God's comfort. And uh, as you look at your handout, the key verse is Isaiah 40, verse 1. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. And then we note that there is comfort in knowing that our sins are forgiven. That's what we looked at the first week. Then there is comfort in knowing that God is in control. And there's comfort in knowing that God cares for us. And I'm thinking that that video that we showed by uh, Louis Giglio uh, addressed those issues. For in Isaiah chapter 40, it's by looking at the great universe that God has created that we learn that God is in control and that God cares for us. So tonight, we consider the topic that there is comfort in knowing that God gives strength to the weary. And I have the question, who doesn't know what it means to be tired and weary? What I mean by that is not that one can give a definition, but rather experience. Who doesn't know by experience what it means to be tired or weary? Who here has never been tired or weary? Okay. We all certainly know it by experience. In Isaiah chapter 40, in verse 22, it says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, that my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. That's one manifestation of tiredness and weariness. A sense of being put upon. A sense of being forsaken by God. A sense of great discouragement. The passage in Isaiah 40 does in fact focus on being tired and weary. Note verse 28. Do you not know, have you not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, does not become weary or tired? His understanding is inscrutable. Isaiah 40, 30. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. In verse 31. Yet those who wait upon the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. So obviously the passage centers upon tiredness and weariness. So we are all susceptible to growing spiritually tired and weary. Therefore, it is good to know that God gives strength to the tired and weary. So what does it mean to be tired? Well... The word that's used here means to be exhausted through constant effort, usually associated with running. To be physically drained. It's a physical tiredness. What does it mean to be weary? To be weary is to toil or label with a painful effort. Thus, an unpleasant pushing of ourselves to go on. To be weary is to be drained emotionally. To the point where you just feel like throwing up your hands. You've, you've had enough. You, you, you want to quit. So the one talks about physical exhaustion, and the other talks about an emotional kind of exhaustion. And you know what I mean by that. You know, the pressures just get to you, and and you go to sleep at night, and you wake up in the morning, and you're still tired. Uh, Physical tiredness is much more easy to be renewed from than an emotional tiredness. That's what Ecclesiastes means when it says that the the, the, sweet, the, the, the sleep of the laborer is sweet. Uh, there is a good thing, you know, when you're physically tired, you just go to bed and you wake up and you, you're ready to go. But if you go to bed emotionally tired, you can wake up and still find it pretty tough to get out of bed. Uh, feel like you haven't gotten a good night's sleep at all. Still just be emotionally drained. So 
we find out that there is comfort in knowing that God himself does not grow tired or weary. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the greater of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired, his understanding is inscrutable. God does not grow tired or weary by virtue of his nature. There are three descriptions in verse 28 that explains to us why it is that God does not grow tired and weary. First, God is eternal, and thus he does not grow tired or weary. He is everlasting. He is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. He doesn't dissipate. His energies are not used up. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As one person has put it, there are no wrinkles on the the brow or forehead of God. He has no gray hair. God does not grow older. He is eternal. Secondly, God is self-existent, and thus he does not grow weary or tired. He is the everlasting God. He is the Lord. And remember that when Lord is in all capitals, it refers to the name of God, Jehovah. And when we think of the name Jehovah or Yahweh, it comes from the Hebrew verb to be. Uh, it is the I am. That's what Jehovah or, or uh, Yahweh means. The I am. Meaning he is the self-existent one. He is the one who merely exists. All of us are dependent creatures. We grow tired and weary because we are not self-existent. Our existence is dependent upon God indirectly, and directly it's dependent upon renewable resources. We have to drink. We have to eat. We have to sleep. If we go without sleep, we go without eating, we go out without drinking, eventually we're going to die. Because we are not self-sustaining. We need other things to sustain us. Not so with God. He does not hunger. He does not sleep. He does not need to be renewed. He is self-existent. And then thirdly, God is the creator. And thus he does not grow tired and weary. He is the creator. All of creation is dependent upon God for its existence. All of creation is dependent upon God for its continuation. But God is separate from creation. He needs nothing. He needs no one. See, not only does the external self-existent God not grow tired or weary himself, but he also imparts strength to others when they need it. Verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and to him who lacks mighty increases strength. So he gives strength to the weary. Those that find it difficult to go on, he causes them to be refreshed. He multiplies vigor to those who are running out of steam. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. I tried to choose those words wisely because I I wanted to create a metaphor. You know, uh, picture the old steam locomotives. And uh, maybe you've seen them in film or whatever the case may be. And there's a fireman on the engine. And the fireman's responsibility is to keep coal in that coal bin so that it stokes the fire that creates the steam of the water boiling 
that is going to give power to that locomotive. Well, when our steam begins to run out, it is God who stokes our fires and keeps us going. So application. Unlike God who is infinite, as human beings we are finite. Unlike God who is eternal, we are temporal. Unlike God who is self-existent, we are dependent. Unlike God who is the creator, we are the creature. And then I could have put the last, unlike God who does not grow tired and weary, we do. We do. Two, there is comfort in knowing that the best of us grow tired and weary. There are two illustrations. The first is about young people in the prime of life. Isaiah verse 30. Though youths grow weary and tired. Young people grow tired and weary. And uh, as you get older, some of you can relate to this. As you get older, you look at young people, you look at children, and you see them running around, and uh, they're jumping up and down, and you know, it's tough for them to sit still in church, and they want to run down the aisles, and, and they're just full of energy. And you look at them and you say, oh, to be young again. Oh, to have that kind of energy. But you see that same five-year-old child at 11 o'clock at night, and they're just wiped out. They're just plopped in bed. Young people, teenagers, and they have all the energy in the world. And, uh, you know, they can run, they can play ball, they can do all kinds of things. But sometimes it's tough to get them out of bed in the morning. Sometimes it's tough for them to get up. Even young people grow tired and weary. It's not just us old people. Everybody grows tired and weary. And then the second illustration of those who are in the best of shape. Even those who are trained and are in the best of shape can reach a point who, where they are exhausted. In Isaiah 40, verse 30, it says, Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. The word here for vigorous young men is actually a military word. It was a word that was used for the most elite in the military. So I liken that unto the Navy SEAL, the Green Berets, that elite body in the military corps that are known for their physical fitness. You know, they have to go through all kinds of regiments. And they can run and, and they can swim and they can do all kinds of things. But even they, even they, who are some of the most physically fit people on the face of this earth will get to a place where they become exhausted. And the picture here is of, of a person running a marathon where they, they are running and running and running and they are exerting every bit of strength that they have and they're making that mad dash for the finish line and they break that ribbon at the finish line and then they just collapse. You've seen that. Runners, they, they just fall to their knees. They don't have even any energy to walk anymore. And some of them actually fall down, not in a graceful way, where they're just kind of going on their knees, but they, they sprawl out on the ground. That's the picture where it says that these young men stumble badly. They just sprawl out on the ground without any ability to go on. 
Sometimes we just get tired. But it's possible for us to get to the place where we just sprawl out and we can't go on. There are people with emotional breakdowns. There are people with physical breakdowns. There are people that have incredible bouts with depression. And they literally can't go on. They, they can't function any longer. They, they can't buoy the strength. They can't pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They, they are just exhausted. Well, three. There's comfort in knowing that there is a remedy to our tiredness and weariness. We're to exchange or trade in our old, tired, worn-out strength for a new and improved model of strength. Verse 31. Yet those that wait upon the Lord will gain new strength. Gain new strength. It's, it's a different kind of strength. It's a strength that he gives as opposed to the strength that we already have. In other words, it's not a renewal of strength, but rather it's the impartation of a different kind of strength. I uh, have a uh, gas grill, and uh, we grill a lot in the summertime. We like to use our porch, and uh, we grill hamburgers, we grill hot dogs, and we grill a lot. Eventually, that tank is used up. I unfortunately bought a tank that's very specific. It's not your typical propane tank. There's only one place, Lowe's that carries the kind of tank that I've got to have in order to get my grill going again. So I've got to go to Lowe's and, and buy a tank. But you see, I'm exchanging tanks. I'm getting the same kind of gas that I had before. I've been getting the exact same kind of tank. I'm just renewing the grill. This is not a picture of that. It's not exchanging one tank for another tank it's exchanging one kind of strength for a whole different kind of strength. It's replacing the strength that comes from our own determination, our own willpower, our own resolve for a strength that God imparts to us, that God gives to us. So B, we're to exchange our depleted strength and tiredness for God's strength and power. Yet those that wait for the Lord. We're not to rely upon our strength. We're to come to God and ask him to strengthen us. The results of receiving God's strength. Those who receive God's strength will be sustained or supported. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will mount up with wings like eagles. This is a metaphor that's found often in the scriptures. And uh, the reason for it is because the eagles are known for their effortless flight. When you think about eagles, many times they uh, are housed in, in high places, tops of cliffs and such things, places where there are strong air currents. And these eagles will, will jump off and it will spread these incredibly long wingspans and they will just glide on the currents. Not even flapping their wings, but they allow the wind to carry them along to their destination. You know, Bette Midler wrote a uh, song that I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, 
with the words, did you ever know you're my hero? And everything I would like to be, I can fly higher than an eagle because you are the wind beneath my wings. Fly, fly, fly away. You let me fly so high. Oh, fly, fly, so high against the sky, so high I almost touched the sky. Thank you, thank you. Thank God for you, the wind beneath my wings. Well, Bette Midler is describing a relationship of love and adoration that one person can have for another. And they find that person to be incredibly refreshing. Maybe you know somebody like that. You know, they, they just light up and make your day. Uh, you were down, and then you see that person, and now things just look up. Things look so much brighter, so much happier. Uh, they have that way of just instilling a spark in you. Well, in this passage, it's God. It's God. And it's our meditation upon God. As we think about God and who he is, it can really, really change our opinions. It can change our outlook. It can renew us. It can refresh us. It can empower us as we call upon him and ask for his help. Ask for a new disposition. Ask for a change in our conduct and, yes, sometimes even a change in our situation. With the result, number three, those who receive God's strength will discover what they would normally cause them to grow weary no longer totally saps their strength. They walk and not become weary. They run and not get tired. They walk and not become weary. The idea there of the weariness, again, is emotionally draining and tiring. There are things that can just sap our strength. Things that we hate. Things that we dislike. Things that we find to be bothersome, cumbersome. You get tired even thinking about doing them. By God's grace, by God's grace, he can help us to continue to go on. So my encouragement to you tonight is if you are weary, if you are despondent, if you are frustrated, I would really encourage you to make that a matter of prayer. And as you make it a matter of prayer, remember three things. First, you're not alone. You're not alone. Everybody knows what it means to grow tired and weary. So don't sit there and say to yourself, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with you is you're human. What's wrong is you're part of the creature. You're not the creator. What's wrong with you is you're not God. You are dependent. You need renewable resources. And by the way, the whole story of Elijah teaches us that, you know, if you're not getting your sleep, and if you're not getting your proper meals, and if you're not drinking the right amounts of water, believe me, you're going to grow tired and weary. So part of it is looking out for your physical well-being. And then beyond that, it's looking out for your spiritual well-being. Because if you're starving yourself of the food that you need, if you're starving yourself of the, the water that you need by the refreshing work of the Holy Spirit, if you are robbing yourself of the sleep that you need by resting in Him, you're going to grow weary and tired. Ask God to refresh you. Because even yous grow weary and tired. 
Some of us have more energy than others. That's true physically. That's also true emotionally. Some, it seems like they can take a lot of setbacks in stride. Other people, well, it just seems like little things get to them much more. We're all different in that. But we have a commonality, which is none of us is so strong that we can take everything in stride. And sometimes we pride ourselves in what we can endure. Sometimes we pride ourselves in the fact that we can make ourselves go on. Sometimes we pride ourselves in our physical discipline, emotional discipline. But even that is going to fail us. But God won't. So we need to look to him. Let's pray. Our Father, help us. And especially if there are those here tonight that are particularly tired and weary. Lord, renew, restrength, uh, restrengthen, and impart your unique kind of strength to us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, and you are dismissed.